come one, come all to the 171st episode of Sawdust Nation podcast with your host, AJ from Crafted and NJ, your secondary host, Nap from Na- uh, Nap's Naughty Works, and Naughty. your third host, <laughs> your third beautiful, furry, floppy-eared host, Josh's dog from <laughs> Wolf's Country Woodworking. I meant Josh from North Country Woodworking. Uh, as uh, if you can't see the podcast, uh, Josh is holding a very cute, adorable little dog with the most floppiest, adorable ears you've ever seen. And that dog definitely wants to come to, to New Jersey, and not Hi, stay lady. down there. Definitely. Look at that dog. Oh, my God. I wish you guys could all see the dog. It's it, Josh. That's inappropriate. This is a PG <laughs> show this is a family show josh yes so on today's episode we're gonna do what we normally do we're just gonna hang around talk about shop and uh also get into some topics that um i don't know anything about because i came late to the party today so i'm gonna throw it over to i think i'm gonna throw it over to josh since now we're gonna go with you josh i you're pointing to my wall right now so (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go that's it so uh, actually, Josh wants me to go with Nap. So Nap, I want to know what is happening in your shop of shops. Well, I'll tell you what. So last episode, we went down this huge rabbit hole about procrastination. And I had to give like a 30-second primer what was going on in the shop. But a lot has been going on in the shop as of late. Um, and I will tell you my current name on the podcast is When the F Did It Become Tuesday? Because I feel like I've time-traveled. Um, it feels like forever ago, but then also not. But here we are, and a lot going on in Naps Naughty Works, uh, also known as the two-car garage, also known as the shop. Um, I talked about a couple projects that I was working on last week, and I'm finally coming to finish a few of them, a little bit of over-engineering on one of them, and then a couple of uh, bulk orders, if you will, as far as production work is concerned. So I got the uh, F-15E 20-millimeter barrel uh, plaque, that is shaped like an F-15E strike eagle. If you just look it up on Google, you can find what the shape of that would look like. But I was tasked to make a wall mount for a barrel. The barrel is roughly, I want to say 25 pounds, roughly, give or take. Uh, And it has to be able to hang on this thing. So I went through and I over-engineered some things. And uh, I will post a video now that I've actually put it together and I know it works. Uh, Because, you know, if I posted it, it didn't work. It's like, well, that was a fail. Um, but I also had some blunders with this thing. So funny thing about making hangers for something that has a machine pocket for it and tolerances and all these things. So I went to go, I would say not hammer, but mallet in one of the hangers. And I had the entire wingtip snap off on me in the middle of me putting it on. Uh, that was nice. scary. Uh, but surprisingly enough, I did not freak out. Uh, I ended up fixing it, and it's now put together. And, you, uh, you didn't sit there, ponder about just selling everything and just quitting? and No. Trying to figure out how not to freak out? This time around, it's funny because if you went back about a year or two ago when I freaked out about a trunk that I was making, I actually did not freak out about this one. Um, it was a clean break, so okay. I was able to – glue it back on um it was it was part of the wingtip so i was able to glue the wingtip back on and put a clamp on it 
but also still put the hanger back in there. So after I, you know, shaved off a little bit more off the hanger, I was able to fit it in nice and snug, glue and everything. And with the way I engineered this thing, if you remember from the last episode, I talked about mm-hmm. how on the back side there's a piece that I'll actually hold the hanger on, oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit of extra stability. Well, that extra stability also holds that wingtip on where it snapped. So oh, it nice. snapped right at the point where that screw is going to hold it in. Um, it holds the barrel just fine. And then the best part is I still have to epoxy the, the engraving portion of it, which mm-hmm. goes all the way through the wing. So once all that's epoxied and everything, that thing ain't coming apart. And you so can't maybe. even tell that it even broke, to be honest. Best with you, uh, possible pretty- outcome that you could have had, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, had it broke any other way, I would be freaking out because I'm trying to send this thing out Thursday and uh, it's currently, and <laughs> you'll laugh, but I had two wire hangers that I hung from a ladder that's currently hanging from the ceiling of my uh, garage right now. I took the hangers okay. and I, I hung the F-15 by the horizontal stabs or stabilizers and I was able to stain it and do all these things. Well, it's currently sitting in there right now drying uh, because stain takes forever, even with my trick of adding uh, what's called Japan dryer to it. Uh, it's drying right now, and before the end of tonight, I'll be able to throw some lacquer over it, which, by the way, if you didn't know, and this might not be the right thing. Someone's going to say, nap, that's not the way to do that. Um, if you let stain dry for a few hours, okay, and you take lacquer and you put it over stain, it actually cures smooth, non-sticky, non-tacky, and a smooth finish. I, I don't know why, because science. When when you say lacquer, you're not talking about like a poly or anything. You're talking about straight up lacquer? Yep, straight lacquer. Like uh, for some folks use Minwax, some people use Deft. I'm using um, uh, Waco, Wacko, whatever the heck it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, so Probably tonight before I go to bed, I'll spray that whole thing with some uh, some lacquer, let it cure overnight, give it a quick 800 grit uh, sand over, just knock down any bumps, throw another coat on there, and then I'll wait you know a couple more hours and I'll be able to throw the epoxy in there. Um, now I got a quick question: Why do you choose lacquer over a poly? More so, durability? Not necessarily durability. So funny thing in our shops, what is the one thing we battle the most in shops when it comes to finish? Humidity. Humidity, but or what else? Dust? Dust. So best thing about lacquer, one, the more humid it is, the quicker lacquer actually cures. Hmm. Because it's got what's called nitrocellulose in it. And yes, because science. Um, when lacquer Bill, hits Bill, the surface. Science guy. <laughs> <laughs> when lacquer hits um, a damp surface or is in a damper climate, it actually cures almost on contact. Hmm. So when I spray lacquer on, I can let wait literally 15 minutes and it's dry to the touch. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and it is all depends on your climate, but Dad. even without humidity, it works just as well. Sprayed on or are you brushing mm-hmm. it? Spray Sprayed, just wow. because uh, if you use a brush, one thing I noticed about brushing chemicals on chemicals, especially stain is it'll smear um, mm-hmm. if you do like, uh, like your red, white, and blue flags, if you use like a water base, it can actually, yep. um, smear that water base stain. Cause it'll reactivate the actual stain oh, wow. itself and it'll smear into itself. So I just spray it on, let it sit. And typically, uh, I don't have a lot of dust bumps, if you will, cause that's typically what you get in a shop when you're spraying finish. But 
when I don't, it's a perfectly nice, smooth finish. Now, mm. many people, and I'm sure you guys are guilty of this because I've done this more than I'd like to admit, you overspray and sometimes the finish doesn't come out as well. Well, yeah. I've learned that you know a couple good coats of lacquer and a couple sands in between and really high grit sandpaper because lacquer does inherently dry smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that, that's why I use it. It dries fast and I don't really have to worry about too much issues in the shop when it comes to using it. Whereas okay. poly, depending on what you use, if you use like a spray poly, I've noticed that stuff takes forever to dry. Whereas if you use like a wipe on poly with stain, which I could have done here, but I didn't because lacquer is just faster. Mm-hmm. If you use the wipe on poly with a Japan dryer mixture, it actually dries within two to three hours and you can sand it and reuse again. Um, but if you want things like a glossy finish, spray mm-hmm. is just the way to go. Because oh, I, yeah, yeah. I get things that look like almost a mirror, like you shine it off light and it's damn near blinding because how shiny it is. And that's just something I've experimented with over over time, uh, using different finishes. And lacquer is just my go-to. Um, hmm. uh, that's that's uh, that's interesting. I've I've literally started with polycrylic and never went away from that because it's been easy. I spray it all the time. I spray it with just a Wagner, you know, uh, sprayer, mm-hmm. and it lays down nice. And uh, you know, dry time for me, I can probably coat a full flag probably four times within a full day and uh probably even a couple more if i don't go too too heavy with it Mm -hmm. but um i'm interested i might have to pick up a lacquer and try that so yeah any you can get deft min wax any 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 kind of lacquer uh i would say that min wax is good uh it is a little more expensive that's why i use waco or whatever it's called um it's just a little cheaper you know mm-hmm. helps with the bottom line a little bit but lacquer does literally dry on contact so i would definitely try that out um with your flags uh try it on something that obviously you're not going to give away right away i would yeah, say yeah. definitely give it a couple tests just to see how you like it um so that's what's going on with that project it's currently hanging in the garage drying right now and then i have 60 plaques i need to finish by next week friday uh, funny story about this one. So I told Josh, you know, you think I would have learned my lesson about people paying you ahead of time. Um, however, comma, I will get paid. That's not the problem. But we'll just say the event planning committee didn't plan properly, didn't fundraise pr- appropriately, and funds have become uh, an issue. But I will be paid. And that's the bottom line. I was a little scared because I was like, I'm really counting on this job because it's going to help the business and I can pay off the card that I've used to start here in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that. Uh, so there's roughly 25 plaques completed in my shop right now. I have quick math, quick math, 35 more to go. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out. It took me a couple tests on Oak. Uh, when you use Oak and lasers, uh, depending on the grain, it will engrave lighter and darker. Mm. Um, not all of them, though. There's a couple that are a little like, eh, but you can still read everything, which is what's important. Uh, so that'll be done probably this weekend because I'm not trying to wait the couple a day prior to finish the job because we talked about procrastination last episode. And I'm really trying not to procrastinate on this job because 60 plaques, that's a tall order, especially for a one man oh, yeah. shop. But Now, uh, I'm, uh, do, do you know 100% that they uh, – that they're going to go through with it, just the funds aren't right there? Yeah, no, it's 100% because uh, it was a contractual agreement. 
that okay. I was making these and it was already set in stone and things are heading in the right direction. I asked the person leading it today. I was like, Hey, am I, is anything changed? Am I still doing this? They said, yes, we're just going to have to ship some of them out for the people that PCS and that's fine. Um, okay. But being the nice guy that I am, I'm going to use some of the funds that I do get from this job and I'm going to ship these for them. Uh, oh, okay. Just, just to a little bit of good faith uh, and that way for future jobs, but I'm still making a good decent amount of money on these. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, so those will be done. Uh, I have nine 16 inch circular plaques to make for another organization for another council. Uh, they gave me a budget and I told them I can make this and they said, okay, cool. I'm going to put a patch and a coin on there, a little bit of epoxy work and cherry. And that's going to turn out really well. What's up, Josh? How are you going to put the patch on? What's your plans for that? Are you going to inlay it, epoxy it, what? So they gave me actual patches, and I've toyed with the idea a few times of whether I was going to put a Velcro spot on there or if I'm just going to cut a laser, a small pocket in there and stick it on there. I think I'm going to go with the Velcro route. I'll still make a small pocket, put the Velcro in the pocket, and then stick it in. Um yeah, it could come off, but I like come off isn't like they'll have to take it off because Velcro, especially with a brand new patch, is pretty yes. pretty strong. So I'm gonna do that, and then the coin is just a simple inlay. I'm gonna use epoxy to actually put that in. Epoxy I found is actually a lot more um, resilient to being bumped. Like you can use Gorilla Glue; it works really well. Uh, but sometimes, and what I've noticed, you can still pry a coin out of a slot. If it's gorilla glued, but if you epoxy that's that thing, it's it's not going nowhere. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that and then epoxy a couple colors into the plaque. Just because I have all these eye candy pigments that, you know, Josh and I talked about this. So many pigments, I don't use them all at once because well, I'll tell you what, that'd be very, very impressive. But I have them at the ready. So when I need mm-hmm. them, I have them and I don't have to worry about like, oh crap, I don't have this color. So there's that. Uh, so that project will be done probably this weekend as well because i got to glue some blanks together, cut nine 16-inch circles, and then laser them. But the lasering will come after the actual uh, other plaques that I'm making that are due next week Friday. Um, I, I got two quick questions. Um, one question is about that barrel that you're hanging. I'm guessing it's a decommissioned barrel? It, it is. Okay. Bless you. Hey, bless yeah. You. Um, so it's a decommissioned one. Do they just chop it off or do they like, how do they, how do they decommission it so that it doesn't look like it's just destroyed? Okay. So in the military, there's what's called demilitarization procedures. Um, and in their particular case, how they're going to do that, I don't know. Cause there's many different ways. Uh, but the essential thing is, is that it cannot be reused. Mm -hmm. Um, for any other purpose other than display. So my imagination says they're going to cut a piece of it off, which actually I have a piece of a barrel. I have two barrels, a barrel and a half actually. So this is what it looks like. Okay. Uh, this is about half of one. Uh, it's missing. Yeah. It's missing about, mm, about 30 inches off the, off this side. So this side you can tell it's completely destroyed. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. This one was legit like, oh, we just decided to wreck this. (laughs) Um, So this is one way you can do it. There's also cutting a notch in the actual barrel. So just cutting like a quarter inch notch somewhere in the barrel. But then there's also this portion. So this is the part that actually goes into the rotor of the gun. 
So it won't look like that when they actually do it. What they're going to do is they're probably going to cut a section off about half of it and they'll make it nice and flat and flush. And they're going to probably polish it or probably chromed out and they'll put uh, a projectile in there. So actually chromed out like this actually. Oh wow. And this guy will actually sit inside the barrel and it'll look like as if it had a bullet going into it. Uh, So that's how that's going to be mounted on there. Wow. Uh, I'm guessing that blue tip is a dummy round. So yes, uh, it, there's many different ones. So this actually is just a 3D printed. Oh, round. wow. This is not my 3D printed round. I don't have a 3D printer, but the person let me borrow this to use it for measurements to recreate. Uh, this is what they had. So believe it or not, in, uh, in the military, there's different types of rounds. And Josh, you're probably fairly familiar with these. Uh, you have blue tips, which are your target practice. So this is actually pretty similar to what an actual round would look like. It would be more of a darker blue, uh, okay. maybe a little more opaque looking or flat rather. And then there's uh, the other ones that are colored with like orange and yellow bands and black bands for the different types of munitions they are. So like orange and yellow is high incendiary. So they shoot it, it explodes and catches things on fire. Mm. Uh, you have um, the black ones, which are armor piercing. They go through tanks and things like that. Uh, so those are the different kinds. In this particular case, yes, that is more of a target practice round. Wow. So they're going to do that and mount it however they see fit. Uh, that's why I got to get it out by Thursday so they can go ahead and mount the barrel on there, figure out how they're going to make it look and whatnot. I'll get a final cool. picture of it, which will be cool. Uh, so I can post that when it, once it happens. Uh, but that's what they're going to do with that. That's how they demill those barrels. Okay. Um, is it possible for you guys to get me a decommissioned, like Apache or anything like that? I mean, they could take the wings <laughs> and the, the propeller <laughs> off of it. I'm good I, with that. I don't that. know if that's possible, but... Uh, like, I just want the whole thing. But I don't need it to fly. <laughs> just, yeah. for, for, I'll ship it. I'll sh- I'll pay for UPS sh- ground. <laughs> if you have enough cash, we can get you anything you want. Man, you know, when you're talking about this barrel and then you're showing me those big ass rounds, I that would be awesome to like incorporate. Like, I wish I could ha- find a job that I could incorporate something like that onto a flag or even onto a patch or something, or I'm sorry, uh, a plaque or something like that. I, I get I, like the things that I do are pretty cool, but like working with something like that, I'd be like, this is badass. Like, why not? Well, so. I guess that's something that comes with military services. We get to do, uh, we have, we can have access to cool stuff like that. However, oh, yeah. like for me, I can't just be like, Hey, let me get this. <laughs> Typically a lot of that stuff is just like, Hey, nah, can you make something with this? Um, I E like I had a cover from a munition. They, they released in a, in a, another location. Mm-hmm. And I took pieces of that and I made the, the relic card thing, for example, you know? So a lot of that just comes from what do they provide me? And they say, make something with it. Hmm. So that, I think it's kind of cool that they give me creative autonomy. And cause a lot of them just don't know what they want. They just they yeah. expect me to make something cool. And typically that's what happens. They <clears throat> just make something cool. And they're like, Oh my God, it's so cool. I'm like, thanks. So two, I'm sorry to keep stealing the show, but two more questions. Um, real quick. What I could have swore you made that, um, the cutout, I could have swore you made that out of MDF for some reason. That's what I'm remembering. The, but you made the, that out of what? The, the relic card that I made? Uh, no, the um, the the jet. 
I don't know the technical terms. You know, the oh, plane the, the thing. jet that I'm making now. Yes, uh, it's making out. Of, it's that's made out of oak. Okay, yes, that I do recall that from last time. That's right. Um, now, shoot, what the hell was I just going to ask? Um, why the barrel? Is this like signifying? Because I know a lot of the stuff maybe from like if somebody's retiring from a certain branch, they mm-hmm. would say, "Oh, here's a piece from my branch, so I want to bring it with me." Is that what this is? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So in this case, this particular chief that is retiring is not an aircraft maintainer, actually. This is um, – so we have what's called the E9 and we have what's called the chief. So same, same, right? Mm-hmm. E9s are people that just make the rank because they made the rank and that was their goal. Chiefs are the people that actually – they make the rank but take care of their people and they do well for the organization. So this particular chief is that person. They made the organization better. They helped those around them. They brought them up, all these things. So they wanted to do something very nice for this person. And because this person is, uh, I would say, affiliated with F-15Es and any other aircraft, that's why they did the barrel. The barrel is something that it's not easily procurable, but everything has an inspection. Mm -hmm. Well, when a barrel is out of limits or tolerance, if you will, uh, they decommission the barrel. Okay. They just put a new one on. They're out of the box. And that's how this person is getting the barrel because the barrel is something that is um, something that they get rid of that they can repurpose, if you will. Hmm. And then sometimes it's uh, other pieces of equipment, uh, other pieces of munitions or whatever. Like I've seen some pretty cool things given away, and sometimes you wonder how they get those things. But (laughs) again, Everything has an inspection criteria. Everything is deemed unserviceable, not usable, thrown in the trash. Typically is what happens. So instead of throwing it in the trash, they make it a, a memento or a piece of memorabilia for somebody. Sometimes these things just happen to come with you when you leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I, like I have a full barrel in, in the garage right now. That's why I'm able to size and do everything I need to do. This half piece was given to me by somebody like, yeah, I don't have any use for this. Do you want it? Sure, I'll take it. Heck yeah, okay. I'll take that thing. Because eventually what's going to happen with this little half piece is when I start getting into metal work and stuff, I'm actually going to chop this off, make it smooth. Uh, I'm going to do something with this, and I'm going to hang it on my own plaque. Um, it should be a sword. Because I can. <laughs> I thought you were going to stay. You were going to start building your own F-15. No. <laughs> like, you know, I was going to start doing metal work, you know, turn down this side, lengthen it a little bit, build yeah, right? the whole cockpit, <laughs> the fuselage, the wings. Um, oh, man, you just mentioned something else. I, You know, I just saw in the chat on 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 YouTube that um, Victor brought up a very good point. One piece at a time. So if you could take like one rotor blade and send it to me, then another rotor blade. And <laughs> UPS ground, my friend, UPS ground. Listen, It'll I'm be here in like you, five to seven days. I'm going to tell you what. If you can recreate that piece by piece without tech data, <laughs> man, hats off to you, my friend, because you deserve it. <laughs> You're just lugging this big box uh, to UPS, and they're like, what's in Helicop- here? Helicopters by far have been the most documented slash um, best manuals I've ever seen when it comes to like how things work and how to put them together or whatnot. Yeah. For some reason, helicopters have been the best. That's coming from someone that's been on multiple different aircraft. So you might be able to do it, man. And so, maybe. 
when you send me piece by piece, I hope no one's listening that's in the GOVT. Um, <laughs> but when you send piece by piece, please send the page that corresponds to that piece so that I could also have build the booklet. That's <laughs> my 10 friend, grand extra. That, yeah, like that's so much more money. And Look, honestly, man, I'll pay extra for shit. I'll put insurance is, on the shipping. We're, we're going to name this Lord of War or something. I mean, like, this is- <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to throw in a few goodies, like a little grab bag in there, I'm good with that. Yeah. Nuts and bolts is a little extra, so you lose one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just can't, if you can label the nuts and bolts like left, right, center, I'm good with that. <laughs> but you send me pictures, I'm good. I, I could piece it back together. I'll send we you call pictures that, uh, and have what you want, though. We actually call that Chinese TOing. Um, <laughs> it's where you go look at one thing and go, yeah, that's what that looks like. And then you try to repair it. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, that is, that is pretty cool though. I I would I I've been I've been uh, tempted not tempted. I've been taunted a couple times by a few customers because they they say to me, "Oh, my son was in the Marines or whatnot, and he has his sword." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "I can put that on a flag. I would love to." the The coolest thing that I've ever got to touch military wise was somebody had a um, a rifle stock. And they wanted me to laser engrave. So this is when I first got my Ortor. Oh, I remember that. And job. it was nerve wracking because mm-hmm. it was a one and done. I, I if I screwed that up, that was it. And it was for um, a, a Marine branch. Uh, the it was Marines eighteen oh one or something like that. I don't remember where they were out of, uh, but I did a few things for them. And this guy reached out. He actually wanted me to make a stock, and I'm like, I've never made one before, but I could give it a shot. And um, Eventually, he's just sent me it, but I, I was nerve wracking to one shot. That's it. That's all I could do. But I got it done. I was surprised. So I had a job similar, not Marine Corps related, right? They brought a, a really old rifle uh, to me to engrave on. Um, same thing, AJ. Like, luckily, the customer actually brought it and, and he stayed there with me. <laughs> so I was like, hey, man. I would appreciate if when you bring this, you just kind of hang out, you know, I'll have drinks and whatever and maybe not beer. Just, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, get him liquored up before yeah. you screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> you push um, the button. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and that was, that was kind of how it was, Josh. It was like, uh, Hey, I'm going to lay this out. We took the rifle apart. I took the, it was a wooden stock. Uh, we put it in the laser and I said, okay, Hey, this is what you want. This is where it's going to go. I showed him it would trace it where it went. And I was like, are you good with it being right there? And he went, yep. And I was like, all right, start. Whatever comes out is what comes out. And sure enough, first it was a logo. It came out perfect. And then we did the word separate. So we did his name, dates, and then whatever came under that. And I, again, framed it, put it right where it needed to be. And we put the rifle back together. And it was like the coolest thing ever. I was just, it was still nerve wracking because you're like, if I mess this up right now, I'm oh, so yeah. screwed. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I have a really dumb question. As we were talking, I, I I'm going to ask a lot of questions. So this is going to be the Lord of uh, Lord of questions tonight. <laughs> um, uh, the lower on a specific pew pew, uh, it starts with an A and ends in a five. Um, oh, okay. Is that powder coat? Or is that a different kind of coating? No. Okay. So it depends, right? Because coat. a lot of those platforms, they have different different stocks, right? So you have yeah. 
like classic M16 type thing that is just a plat. It's kind of plat. It's like plastic, isn't it? Kind of like an ABS mm-hmm. type deal. Not um, not the buttstock, but the lower. Oh, um, yeah, that's no. Okay, so I know where you're going with this. You'll need a fiber to laser engrave that. Yep. I'm like, I could customize my own. That's where the fiber laser gets into play. And then technically there's licenses that you have to get through the state and whatnot if it's not yours. If you're selling it, though. Yeah, no, uh, on my own. I know. I know. I'm just letting people out there know Uh, since we're discussing this. If you're getting into that and you're selling your work, you have to make sure you get that license because you're technically modifying a fire. Modifying. Yeah. Um, Yep. And I would... To take it back a little bit, I was in uh, Nap Shoes where I had a client, which was my first shirt, sitting there while I was engraving a rifle for the commander that I was mm-hmm. working for. And, uh, yeah, it was the same scenario. I'm like, hey, push this button. If it messes up, it's your fault. <laughs> kind of <laughs> so how it works, right? Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel you, man. So... Um, and the second question, uh, neither of you have a li- uh, fiber laser, right? Not yet, but okay. no. Do, is it the same where you have to focus it? Or because like I'm thinking of how – because I have a buddy of mine who has a fiber laser. And I have a Pew Pew that I would like to maybe do my own logo on. and Not my logo, but uh, just a logo. Does it need to be the same height? Like, because, I mean, it's not a flat surface. Like, the whole receiver is not flat. So, anytime you're lasering, technically, you don't need a flat surface. You could do things that are round or, like, have a little bit of a um, slope to them. Um, but for fiber, it's a little different. Um, I've seen it done where, where you're trying to achieve should be okay. Um, you're not going to, depending on, like, how tight that whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to engrave is. Um, but as far as like the benefits of fiber is you could do stuff like that. And if you get the right fiber laser, you can actually do color in the metal as well based on the frequency. Oh yeah. I've seen that. And like, that's why I kind of will go down that road because I actually want to get the licensing so people could bring a firearm and they can get it done and then maybe do inlays of like gold and silver in there too. Uh, because you can carve out enough where you can get in there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I think you should be set depending on what part, which I think I know what part you're looking for, and you should be okay. Mm-hmm. It's the one you hold. Yeah. Um, that yes. area. Yes. With fiber, there is no. there is a focal length on a fiber. Okay. However, it is way more forgiving. Because if you notice, if you ever watch any of those videos out there, they're super far away. Yeah, that's what I was noticing. But it's and the reason why is because that it's not the focal length like a CO2. Uh-huh. So a fiber, like Josh said, operates off of frequency. So if you do the right frequency, the right amount of passes, honestly, there's really nothing you can't do with that. Now, if you start doing oblong objects, things that have like a really steep curve, there might be a little a variation. But for what you're trying to do, there's so many people that laser engraved firearms like uh, mm-hmm. 911 slide 1911 slides and things like that it's you you will achieve what you're trying to achieve okay. unless you're trying I'm to do a curious. barrel or a cup or something so that like that you're going to need a rotary but anything else yeah, you should yeah, be yeah. and a lot of people use chuck rotaries for those yeah um yeah because it's so fast um 
Well, yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, who wants to send me a fiber laser? Anybody? <laughs> oh man, like I that would be. I really want to get one. Like before I leave here, I will get one eventually once everything starts picking up. Um, but that would be probably my next, if not a CNC, my next big thing in the shop. Yeah. I'm having a hard time I, not getting a five, uh, four by eight or five by 10 fellas, because I'm telling you right now, like I love one I love the foreman. I love the elite. I've thought about getting that because the format four, but the projects I'm starting to do like this F 15 barrel deal, like I maxed the capacity of my of my CNC with this thing. You should totally go ahead and buy another uh, CNC. I, I know something about your old one. I'm just saying. Hey, listen. You know, if it happens, it happens. You know, I'll, I'll let you know, Josh, and I'll and I'll ship it to you. I have the original boxes and everything. Um, It'd be like opening up a new one. Yeah. Make a but wish. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens though, because I know there's some things in the works out there that or preventing me from doing certain things. And I will wait for those times to pass. Um, but on that rest of my shop, what the hell is going on in my shop? Mm, oh, shadow boxes. I got like three more shadow box orders. I was like, Holy crap. All right. Um, there's that. And I'm pretty sure I got another one coming from Florida for my buddy that had his shadow box that was messed up and then fixed. Um, so I'm pretty excited for those. That's kind of really what's it, what's going on in the shop as far as jobs are concerned. Because honestly, like a lot of it's just production work right now, other than the barrel mount that I'm making. Uh, I'm trying to think, preparing for the winter. Uh, if you don't know, Minot gets super effing cold. Um, it's the tropics. Yeah, totally. The tropics of the tundra. Yeah. Um, so we're dealing with that. Uh, it's raining a lot right now, which tells me the weather's going to turn for the worst. Um, not shop related. I, the hunting season is ripe right now. We are uh, putting ducks down. A pheasant season starts this weekend, so I'm going to go put down some roosters. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and I know for those that are listening, if you think like you know killing animals is not cool and everything, I'm offended. Well, I'm offended. I use everything I can from the animal that I kill. So there's that. Oh, I'm deeply offended. Uh, I have my rifle tag for my deer that I'm going to get in the mid November. I'm super excited for that. Uh, I bought a rifle. They're poor, helpless animals. That's a that's a little Bambi. Oh, this ain't going to be a little Bambi. This is going to be this is going to be a thick Bambi that's going to feed me for a thick a CC or a CK. CC two Cs. Okay, just want to make sure. That's Uh, weird that you're looking at these Bambies with a CC at the end. (laughs) That's strange, Nap. That's strange. Oh, damn! Look at that thick Bambi over oh, there. This took a turn. Anyway. Nap, you're a sick, sick man. <laughs> oh God! Please don't watch the you know the Disney live version of Bambi when it comes out. Just all I gotta say. Are they gonna be? What do you know that we don't? No, Bambi's just gonna like, die. <laughs> you're gonna see the say, actual thing happen. Ooh, it's a movie. Um. But no, so hunting is going to be uh, a, a focus of mine. Uh, I think so. I'm actually stopping my orders um, this month. Whatever comes through is what I'm doing because while well, December is baby time, December 19th is when my son Asher will come into this world. And I'm going to be focused on that. Uh, other than a little bit of shop time here and there, I think the shop time I'm going to focus on um, 
making it better. Uh, the shop's good now, but I don't really want to be making anything. I'd rather just make the shop better, you mm. know. Um, but that's that's about it, though. That's what's going on in the shop. I'm excited to just just get on with the next chapter, and that's having a second kid. It's going to be interesting. Nice. Uh, nice. But on that note, uh, AJ, I know you have shop time. A lot of stuff going on in the shop. Other things happening in your world. Maybe helpers and things. Uh, what's going on, man? Well, real quick, Jason mentioned that couldn't you just get longer bars and stuff for your one infinity? I thought that was like customizable, so you mm. could go bigger. So, in theory, yes. However, comma the people that made the one infinity engineered it in such a way that there would be no slack, there would be no bend, there would be no uh, drooping of the machine. Now. Could I do it? Sure. I'm sure it could happen. But I'm not going to avoid my warranty on that machine. Makes sense. Because if I have something go wrong with it, I want to be able to reach out to Infinity and say, hey, this is broke. Help me. Um, yeah. But when I eventually maybe make a move on another machine, if I you know don't sell Josh my machine, which if I do, Josh will be the first person I call, by the way, um, I might alter it a little bit. There's already okay. alterations that are going to occur. I'm waiting for Onefinity to come out with the upgrade pathway for um, the current journeyman because um, they have the Elite, which has the Mazo and all the stuffs. But they do have an upgrade path coming to where you can get the Mazo and all the things and attach it to your current machine and operate as if you had an Elite machine. So mm. I'm waiting for that to happen. When that happens, cool. Longer bars, maybe. We'll see. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I, I asked a lot of, uh, I asked a lot of questions, but, um, to go on into what was going on in my shop, um, I was supposed to go to a craft fair on Saturday and I wasn't able to go because I decided that I was still young enough to lift a heavy tote. So I lifted, um, as I was packing up the truck early in the morning, I lifted the tote and, uh, threw my back out really bad. So I was down for the count and I couldn't move. I had to go on the couch. I was icing it, putting heat on it. And by time, like by time I even started to feel a little bit better, I was way too late. It was going to be almost, uh, almost three hour drive down. So it would have, I wouldn't have made it anyway. So really I just, uh, chalked it up to a, Oh, well, this sucks. And I learned from my mistake. And so, uh, next time I won't lift such a heavy tote because I don't have small totes. I have these big ones and I just pack them full and I don't know why I just don't get smaller ones. It would make my life a lot easier. But silver lining here, you have all that stuff now uh -huh. for another craft fair. here, And I have one coming up in two weeks. Perfect. So the procrastination, you know, it's not really there, but it's there. But you have all sorts of stuff that you can now reuse. And I was talking to another maker. I don't, I'm pretty sure you guys follow him, Danny over at Upper Room Creations. Mm -hmm. um, he was down there for two days and he told me the stuff he sold. And he does a lot of cornhole boards as well. And uh, he said the cornhole boards didn't sell. Uh, just, you know, some small items. He, he still made something, but it wasn't like, you know, everything was flying off the shelves. So I was kind of happy because who knows? Uh, my stuff might not have sold because here's the other problem. And I don't know if you guys haven't done any craft fairs, right? I've done a couple, but that was when I was in Texas. And honestly, okay. man, it, 
it was cool. I saw a lot of little things, like you said, a lot yeah. of little trinkets. Um, we've toyed with the idea of laser cutting like ornaments and stuff so they could paint them and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Uh, those sound pretty good, but when you start asking for money for like cutting boards and those things, people look at them like, why is it so much money? And then you're like, well, let me tell you why. You know, so I don't. It was. It, it, it's a little twofold issue, especially down in the Pine Barrens. There's no cell service, like none. So you can't use your card readers or anything. And Kim and I were talking and she goes, who is going to want to walk out of their house with four, five, six, seven hundred dollars of cash? You know, they would rather put it on a card than they could pay it off. They're, no one's going to no one's going to want to pay that much money no. uh, for one item. So, I mean. It was a silver lining, you know, that I was able to now stock up for this other craft fair that I got coming up, but it just sucked because I was looking forward to it and I was like, what am I going to do? I can't, I'm not going to sit down for almost three hours in the truck and try driving down there. So I said, screw it. Just we'll go next year and we'll call it a day at this point. So I just rested because I was up until about 3.30 that morning getting stuff ready for this fair. So I was busting my ass getting stuff ready. (laughs) And then literally we literally, yeah, dude, at, at four 30. So I, I got done at three 30. I went on the couch. I fell asleep for maybe a half an hour. Kim and I both woke up and then, uh, I said, all right, I'm going to go downstairs and start packing. She comes downstairs and I'm in dire pain and she's like, what's going on? So I told her and I'm like, I can't go. So anyway, that was my fun and exciting Saturday that I didn't get to go down. But it is what it is. I, I can't cry over spilt milk at this point. So um, I got another craft fair coming up in Warwick, New York, which is two weeks from now. So the 14th and 15th, I believe. I'm going to do both days. And then I got one in early November and late November. Um, but what's going on in the shop right now? I have a ton of stuff to do. Um, I got a lot of laser projects. I got 3D insignias that I'm doing. I'm doing a Navy Ooh. insignia. And um, not 3D carve, 3D laser like my normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got a fire department one. They're about t- 10 inches round, so I'm going to be doing two of those. Um, I have my first thin blue line standalone patch. So it's going to be uh, about... The patch itself is going to be about 12 inch. It's going to be a 3D layered one. And it's going to be on like maybe an 18 tall block of wood with a frame. And the background, I'm going to stain black and blue for the uh, the thin blue line. Mm-hmm. And then the guy wants um, a nameplate underneath it. Isn't so that I've always wanted to make something like that. And it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't know what else I really have. I wrote some things down, but you were talking about Oh, Nap was saying something about somebody wanted something done quick, but I don't think you, you'd had enough time. But I had a customer reach out to me, um, actually a donation. I've donated to her, uh, this, this girl, uh, quite a few times for officers down in Kentucky. And um, she, what she does is she gifts, it, gifts the items to the, the police officers if they're new recruits or whatnot. And she also takes donations of like food, gift cards, all these different things just to give back. She messaged me the other day. She's like, hey, is it possible to get four flags to donate? And I was like, you know, when do you need them by? She said the 14th. And I was like, the 14th of October? So in her defense, she just found out about this thing. And I'm like, there ain't no way in hell I could ever do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no way. I can't. I could never do that. That's asking for so, a So, um, 
Yeah. So I told her I'll make some small things for her because I always like giving to her. You know, she she always posts it up and whatnot. And it, it, the guys always look happy. You know, it'd yeah, be really cool, AJ, is if um, you take – so it's for officers, right? And you have their badge, I would assume. Uh, uh, either their badge or their like uh, just the patch of the department. So I would reach out, try to get like maybe a 3D model and make 3D patches because believe I, it or not, it's fast. Yes, it I, is. Doable. I know. I need to because – I wanted to, and I think I talked to Josh about this, and then he he told me to talk to also Ben, who is in the in the chat. Um, he said to reach out to Ben because he knows everything about three D carving. I would the love master. to do three D like the 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 gold badges. I would love to do those in three D, like uh, out of a piece of uh, something, out of cherry yeah. walnut, something to attach to a flag or to have as a standalone. Because that would look so much better than the, the the badges that I do. I can't get all that fine, fine detail. Mm-hmm. It's all flat. So I I just don't – I haven't pushed that that go button on the 3Ds because I'm so scared of it. I'm really like hesitant. I don't want to screw it up. Now, if you recall – I don't know how long you've been listening to the podcast now. But <laughs> if you recall <laughs> – Every episode, my friend. Every episode since three episode times. one? Yes. Three As times. matter of fact, I listened from – when I first joined the podcast, I started from episode one all the way through. Okay. He research. Okay. So I think Josh already knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> I've had this one project for Tools Today, who I love. I love Tools Today. <laughs> Oh, I've had this. So tools. Kim and I have been married now for three years. Oh, <laughs> I've had this project. <laughs> I've had this project in the works for over three years because I'm too scared to learn 3D carving. So they put- sent me bits and everything. And I told them, I was like, hey, we're going to, my wife and I are getting married. So, you know, I, I can't do it right now. And then it just one thing and another, it just snowballed into, I can't get it done right now because I don't know how to do it. Here's one thing that I learned from somebody. Actually, uh, I was over at uh, Peter's house, P, uh, Petrie's workshop. He, and I was talking to him about 3D carving and he gave me a really brilliant idea. And I was very shocked at this, why I didn't think of it. You know, that pink insulation foam board. Yep. Yeah. He said, why don't you take that? laminate them so that they're the same thickness of your piece of wood that you want to use and just run your files on that and test it. He said, because what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to dive into the foam and you're going to screw the foam up. At least then it's foam. You're not breaking bits. You're not, you know, worrying about breaking your router, your, the machine itself. And I was like, that's a really, really good idea. Have I done it yet? No, I haven't, but I, I eventually will. Can I put your mind at ease with 3d carving? Yes, I would like to. So, a 3D carve is no different than a 2D carve. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, it's one more D though. It, <laughs> and I can't I can't take that D. No, no, no. Uh, um, okay. So I'm gonna tell you this because days. I also shared the same fear, AJ, when I started 3D carving. Uh, <laughs> of the extra D, of course. Um so when you do a 3D carve. You zero off the surface of the material. 
you do the things and it runs. Uh-huh. Same thing for 3D. Literally the same thing. The only thing that's different, okay, is making sure when you set your tools up is that your depth per pass is not conservative, but appropriate for whatever you're doing. All of it's the same. And yes, Ben, if Nap can do it, anybody can. And it's so if true. Nap could take the extra D, anyone can take that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um <laughs> ooh, zing. Um <laughs> But seriously, so when you're doing 3D carving, <clears throat> once you get past the roughing pass, the finishing pass is super easy. Um, Unless you have my CNC. <laughs> yeah, right. Just making sure if there's one bit of uh, advice when you go to do this for the first time, make sure you pick a point that you can get the same zero on the Z. Um, because if you Solid. don't do that, that's when things get hairy. But honestly, AJ, you're a smart enough dude that I'm pretty sure... You'll run your roughing pass wherever it's going to be. If I were you, I would make a piece of stock that's oversized. So when you zero it and you program it, you'll have a spot on that piece of stock that's flat that hasn't been carved. So when it comes back to do its second zero or you run your second tool path, you'll have the exact same Z and it'll be fine. I promise you it's not as scary as you think. It looks scary because when you watch it do its thing, it's making all these super deep cuts and this, that, and the other, it's not that bad. The rough, once you get past roughing, the finishing is easy. And Ben even said in the chat, I would be happy to help any way he can. So I, I, I assure you it's the same as 2d carving, my friend. You're, it would be nice if I wasn't muted. Um, yeah. I would definitely reach out to Ben about this because uh, but I also want to voice it here. I was watching a YouTube video. A gentleman put on, uh, I want to say maybe a half an hour video. And I went step by step. And he was using Vetric as well. So I went step by step with him. There was one thing that he screwed me up on because he, as he said it, he also put up a subtitle that said like a correction. And the correction that he said was he told you if your wood was, I don't know, two inches thick to put two and a half inches thick. And for some reason that really threw me off and I never could grasp that. So I was, I guess that's where I was getting unsure of like, I didn't want to cut through it or, you know, set it up wrong. I have the file. I have the file literally right in front of me and it's almost a full three years since I built this file. Hey, AJ, you should send me that file and I'll show you step-by-step how to do it. I think I already did. Not not the not tools today. If that's what you're talking about, uh, I sent it to so many people because I was like, I need help with this, and I I just don't. You know what? I I got. Oh, here's here's one last question, and then and then we can go on to something else because I know Josh is itching to talk about his dog. But what kind of file do you need? Because like I have a ton of SVGs for all the patches and stuff like that. Sure. Can you use an SVG or do you need an STL? So, okay, there, depending on what version of Vetric you have, and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, you can take a 2D or SVG and you can create the 3D in a spire. But if you get an STL made for you, you can cut it in Vetric V-Carve, the step below a spire. I have a spire. I'm running an old version, though. I'm running 9.011. So... Ben is the better person to tell you how to make an SVG into a 3D file. But 
if you can get an STL made of your SVG, it's easy as hell. Huh. So. What What is the difference between the SVG and the STL? Why is the STL easier? Because the STL's already got the shading required. Uh, we'll call it the shading. Shading required for the 3D image. So if you look at a 3D image in Vectric, you'll notice there'll be whites to grays to black. Okay, that dictates uh, oh, depth e of cut. Yes, yes, okay. So like if it's a really light gray, it's going to be a shallow cut, whereas black is going to be a super deep cut. Uh-huh. Um, oh, okay, ahead, yeah, I'm seeing that on, on this file. So, AJ, you have 3D printers, right? The I, file uh, type one. you use, well, you've, you've had multiple. Um, yes. So the file you use is STL because yeah. it's three-dimensional. It's the same principle. You're using a three-dimensional file to create the piece. Huh. So you could do that. You can actually take STL from 3D printing and create that and use mm -hmm. that on your actual CNC. Hmm. Um, it's back and forth. You could take an SVG, make it three-dimensional, and you could actually print it on your 3D printer. It's just it's how the program interpolates and basically – you're not really dealing with three dimensionals, which you think you are in the CNC. It's still mm -hmm. technically 2D. You know what I'm saying? You're just, it's making a 3D relief. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely, and, uh, Ben, I, I definitely will reach out at some point uh, very soon. Cause I, I, I definitely want to learn this and, uh, and see, and nap, I can definitely send you that. I'm going to keep saying definitely. I'm going to definitely, definitely send you that definite, definitely. <laughs> Do it now. Yeah. Let me send that to you right now. Okay. I'm sending that right now. Definitely. Right now. And, and to be fair, AJ, when I eventually get the, when I get this file from you, I'll take a piece of stock and honestly, man, I'll make a video and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, it's not going to be a, th it's not going to be hard. I promise you. You'll be like, really? That's what this is? That's all I got to do? And like, oh, okay, cool. I got this. I promise you. It's. I, I, I hope so because I, I'm, I, keep, I keep toying around with the idea of doing those 3D patches, especially on, on a flag. Um, Dude, it would be you awesome. Know. And, I, you know, I, I even saw – well, no, I'm not even going to get into it. I would like to do that and then also do – actually – I really want to learn it because I have the customer who has been hanging around for over two years and he wants standalone patches, but I don't want to do them in 2D. I want them to be like, I want them to have that curvature to them. I want to make them look mm -hmm. like his real badge. And that would really be an icing on the cake. I'm not going to charge him more because he's been waiting so long, but I would like to give him a superior product. So I'm definitely going to get with you. Not get with you like that, but I'm going to get with you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. About 3D carving. So I that got we can you. Get you that get one me. more D. I got you, bro. Nice. He's got um, me. All right. Anyway, um, because I keep taking over the show, because it is my show, um, and you guys are just the guest host, Josh, I, I really need to know what your dog's name is, how old your dog is, and can Nap and I have visiting rights? <laughs> you got a visiting lights. Uh, we just <laughs> named her Lady. Her name is Lady. Okay. Yeah, she's tramp. 12, 12 wow. weeks old. So. Wow, look at that. 12 weeks. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that is weird. That yeah, is weird. Relatable? Well, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I do have something to relate to that. My brother is expecting uh, another child. 
Um, so he let me know this last weekend that I'll be another, well, uncle times three now. So, and then we got the puppy. And so it was a pretty good weekend and, uh, such a good weekend that when I went into work on Monday, I was like, nah, not doing this. So I took time off and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much did what I did to my shop the last couple of weeks, opened the doors like, nah, <laughs> and shut it. So, uh, I came back home, spent time with the family and the puppy. And today I was able to get into the shop. I flood coated, uh, the coffee table and remind you, I've already epoxied this, this entire thing. Like, a lot. So when I sled coat it and I suddenly get bubbles, where the F did the bubbles come from? Where did it come from? There's I can no, tell you. There, there's no there's no place for the bubbles. It's coming from the piece. I can tell you. Like, <clears throat> I, I can tell you where those yeah. bubbles came from because I've also suffered from the bubbleage during the epoxy. I, I thought by if epoxying this see, entire if, thing. Did you? Take the shirt off. What the heck? Oh. That's when the camera went off. <laughs> I, like, I, I had to. Get, I had to get He's naked stripping. real quick. Hold on, hold on. But the patrons get the strippage, though. Anyways, yeah. um, it's because yeah. your piece was not completely sealed, Josh. That is why you have bubbles. Well, no kidding. Yeah, thank you. I, I got that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here for the obvious. I'm here all day. <laughs> but, but you know, it's one of those things where, like. When you think something is complete and you do something and something like that happens, you're sitting there and you're like, come on, like I did everything right. Or you thought I did everything right. And I tried to battle it, but it came down to is I'm going to have to do another flood pour and it's going to have like four inches of epoxy on top of this thing, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> hey, so real quick on the 3D piece. Uh, ben has a really good friend. His name is Michael Mazalik. And if you haven't looked this guy up on YouTube yet, you need to because I'll tell you what, AJ, your 3D woes, Michael Mazalik, that's your guy. Yes, um, absolutely. So record that makes- name and definitely look it up. Um, but Michael Mazalik, now that man, so Ben is a 3D god as far as we're concerned. Michael Mazalik, he's like above that. He taught Ben. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, taught so- Ben. And now we learn from Ben. So, so Michael said he would come on the episode if we ask, and we will definitely probably have that. I think we're going to have to plan how we're going to do that episode because I would definitely like to see some uh, how-tos and maybe even some uh, kind of sharing a that, video type thing. That might be one of the longer episodes where we break into two parts uh, yep. just so we can get everything into. Uh, but, uh, yeah, long story short, he does have some pretty good videos and how-tos, and uh, I've watched a couple, watched a couple with Ben, and they will definitely help you out on your journey when it comes to anything CNC and uh, that journey. But yeah, so yeah. Long story short, coffee table um, had bubbles. So I had to report. Um, kind of bummer because I was hoping that tomorrow I'll clean it up and I was able to put it out. But stuff happens, right? I'll also be starting on the two side tables and the rest of the projects. I did get a plaque from uh, a gentleman I work with. Um, he wants me to go ahead and make a plaque from a gift that he received when he left Guam. So I'll be doing that for him. And uh, yeah, so we got a couple things going in the shop. Um, I'm, I cleaned up, cleaned the closet up a little bit. Still, you know, holding on to things I probably don't need. Um, like I have sections of hoses and stuff like that. And like for some reason, I haven't thrown them out. Um, I have some just overall stuff I need to get rid of. But uh, kind of went through today and cleaned a lot of that out. 
And you think when I moved, I would have got rid of it. But, you know, as you're packing, you're like, oh, I can use this. Oh, I can use that. Um, but in reality, you're not going to. Um, oh, the Star Wars lamp that I've been talking about for the last, like, year and a half. I've actually glued that together, and I'm going to pour uh, an epoxy mold with that and get that working as well. And uh, hopefully I'll have a that lamp complete. It's with the Death Trooper helmet with it broken away in a skull, and it's going to have two maple uh, pieces on top and bottom. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to introduce some um, more greenery in there and stuff like I did with the table, which you guys have not seen. Uh, but it, it's all going to come together. A lot of work with epoxy. Um, Why are you holding more... on us? Hmm? You're holding out on us. How dare you? What are you talking about? Not showing oh, me the other tables you're working on? Like, what the hell? Man? Oh, yeah. What? I just... It's one of those things where, like, pouring epoxy is... Um, there's so many videos and stuff about that. I just kind of uh, was going to show the end process and kind of the real style that I do. Um, but that's, that's about it. Other than, uh, let's see, we talked about the epoxy, I'm doing a lot of epoxy projects right now. Um, trying to do a lot of furniture for the house. I have some projects, on, uh, going out. And then, um, I also been doing or in the process of making some, um, 3d prints, a lot of lightsabers, um, from the different movies and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't call myself a Star Wars, you know, super fan or anything like that. But uh, there are certain things that interest me, and like that is one. Um, so I'll be doing stuff like that. I'll be using both the uh, fire or filament, and then the resin to make certain things. Like uh, there's a uh, cutaway of a lightsaber, and I think that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna do something like that. It's gonna take some gluing and some putting together, but. You should send me one of those STLs so I can make an aluminum lightsaber on my rotary. Um, yeah, well, yeah, there's 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 a lot of things that we could do with that. Um, we should team up. <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, that's about what's going on in my shop. Uh, this last weekend was a whirlwind uh, between the announcement from my brother, uh, getting a new pup which is a huge pup. Let me tell you, uh, you guys saw her in the beginning and that's a 12 week year old puppy. Um, it's going to be a horse. Um, but anyway, she's sweet. She's kind and she fits in the family. Well, for being a puppy, she is listening fairly well. She is, uh, doing good with her training and she's actually sitting right next to me in her crate. Cause that's where she goes when she's tired or bored or whatever. Cause she, for some reason, likes her crate. And I can actually be on the podcast and have a puppy next to me, which is, I thought, unheard of. So, um, yeah, I'm extremely grateful for the last week and everything that's happened. So, but that kind of sums up my last week. Um, you should have, if you guys didn't show up for the giveaway, you should have um, gave away a nice Mitosol. Uh, dust collection and uh we might do that again depending on uh how they like it uh so next giveaway is coming up miter saw miter saw yep yeah we got a miter saw dust collection hood is that oh for the whole thing yeah so it hooks up to the back of the miter saw catches the dust and it has like a dust port on the bottom that you hook up a dc to and then yeah which uh which miter saw are you running both of these DeWalt for now. Bosch. 
Me and you yeah, got to okay. See I, one. Yeah, I was going to say, did you ever see that 3D printed um, piece I that have. goes behind the blade? And I've been told by people that have used it that they did not like it. Um, really? But I know that he's come out with different versions since mm-hmm. they bought it. And I mean, like, if it works, it works. I don't know. I don't, I've never tried it myself, but um, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it's, I haven't tried it, so I can't really speak to it. I've heard yeah. third hand. Uh, I was just curious. Oh, and also, uh, not to throw you under the bus, but uh, your son uh, apparently won student of the month as well. Oh, yep. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Man. I got so called out. Right I don't know if he that. was going to mention that. Heather, don't listen to him. He wasn't going to. He, I was going to wrap up the episode. Man, with, yeah, you know, I mean, you, the he was all done. Killing it right now. Totally throwing me under the bus. You guys That's it. Heather, he was, he's lying. He wasn't going to. He, he completely <clears> forgot. The puppy got to him. And yeah, the puppy did get to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, he actually went through the month, his first month in school. Um, and we got to show up and get on stage with him. And basically, you know, he was surprised. We surprised him by being on stage and he was surprised about the announcement. So we're super proud of him. Um, like I said, a lot has happened this last week with different things. And it just, it's just all great stuff. So I'm looking for any more reminders that might pop up. I'm waiting a second. <laughs> nope, no That's reminders. why I tune in. She's okay. letting you know she's keeping you straight, Josh. Hey, she's keeping tabs yeah. on you. But uh yeah, as she should. So but yeah, but that's that, about keep it. The tabs. Keep the tabs. We're gonna keep tabs on wrapping the episode up. That kind of worked. Yeah, kind of sort of. Not really, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. No, it, it didn't work. Which role was Final it? Cut. No. Hey, but um, but yeah, we are just over an hour now on the episode. Yes, we are. And we can go ahead and start wrapping this thing up. Um, crickets. Uh, I don't oh, no. know who's wrapping up because I no. mean, you know, I'm, right. I just I got, come I mean, on every once in a while. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you might as well just be a part of us, you know, at this time. But anyway, part of you guys, um, yeah, part of us, you know, maybe rejoining us. Come on, the three Ds of dodgeball, five Ds of that. Like, you're no, stupid. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. But all right, hey, so seriously, for those folks that are listening to us on Sadasage Podcast, whether it be through Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the things that you could be listening to us to, thank you. Uh, because without you all and the support that you give us, we honestly couldn't do what we're doing. And to be fair, I think we're at like 65,000 downloads now. We're, we're climbing. Yeah, 65, 67, around there. Yep. Something who's like counting? that. But yeah, who's counting, right? Um, we're doing good. I think we're doing good. You all give us the uh, energy that we need to come on here and give you all the information that we give you, whether it just be BS and talking about the shops or, you know, talking about procrastination last episode or, you know, just going through the question uh, gauntlet that yes. AJ put me yes. through today, which I, I appreciate on, it because I come on with a bunch of questions. I can't remember them during the week, but I remember them here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will be getting better about things as far as posting content on the IG and whatnot. But I'm going to tell you what, folks, life gets in the way. Uh, we're not full-time, you know, we're, we're part-time. We do what we can. Uh, we will always help you all when y'all need it. Uh, call us, send us messages on Instagram, Sawdust Nation podcast, Gmail, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, reach out when you need us. Uh, we're not non-existent other than the episodes that we're recording. Uh, it's just a matter of, well, you making the input to uh, reach out to us uh, outside of that keep taking care of each other 
keep making the community stronger and be ready for the giveaway in December because workbench con ticket is tickets are on the chopping block for you all. Uh, outside of that, AJ, what do you got, man? Final words? Um, no, not really. I appreciate coming on. And, uh, remember piece by piece UPS ground. I will ensure it. Just give me the single page. <laughs> and then by the next thing, you know, I might have a helichopter in the backyard. A helichopter. I, like I don't need it to run. I just want it like a lawn ornament. That's it. I mean, who the hell <laughs> well, has an Apache just sitting on their front lawn? That's, that's I mean, true. if you got that's a Blackhawk, I'll take one of those as well. I mean, I really don't care. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you guys could find that F-35 that you guys lost, I'll take that too. That's too soon. Oh, we found friend. that. Yeah, we found <laughs> that. It, it was in pieces and like literally a scorched pile of rubble. That, that was hey, the I, Marines. Wasn't that? I don't know. It has wings. It's a plane. You guys are the Air Force. I mean, you guys are good. It's the same stuff. Just it. it has wings. You guys are going to get us banned. <laughs> also, on Facebook Marketplace, I saw somebody selling for one, one of uh, an F-35 for a million. So I don't know if it was real or not. Just a it million? It was out of the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a million. I think we talked about scams. Are you sure it's a scam? (laughs) I messaged. I asked if it was still available. They said yes. He he said yes. He said cash on delivery. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm joking. I didn't message. I'll I'll believe the day that that happens. But anyways. (laughs) Yes, anyway. Josh, uh, close up, man. Close up with your final words. Hey, so if you didn't, like I said before, didn't join us for the giveaway, we hope to see you in the next one. If you have something you'd like to win, let us know. You know, if it's reasonable, we can put it up there and you have a chance to win. If you're a Patreon, you get two entries on the third tier. But with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode, 171. You get in the shop, you make some sawdust. And with that, Sawdust Nation podcast out. Oh, I meant out, not out. <laughs> we know you hurt your back. It's yes, okay. yes. And I hurt my feelings. Yes, a lot of Ds. A lot of Ds. I only need three, but I'm stuck with two for right now. <laughs>